0: Woman, no woman is woman more. Is more. She is a sun, great flowers, flowers that bloom. Find her
1: in the tales. No, no longer silent. silent.
0: In the tales. No longer silent. silent. Hello again, everybody. Hello to the NLS movement, as I like to call you guys. Welcome to another episode of No Longer Silent. As per usual, I'm your host, Navita Milton Riley. And on this forum, we bring you stories of women from all over the church who have gone through some rather sensitive topic some rather sensitive issues that were meant to really destroy them. It was a plan of the enemy that they did not survive, but they did. And because they are not victims, but survivors, because they are victorious and they're triumphant, they are coming to share their stories with us. And we are grateful that we could have provided this safe space for them to talk. And so today, my guest is a very dear friend of mine she attends the florida assembly in fort lauderdale her name is sister nicole behari and a very beautiful and very passionate young lady about the gospel and about the words of god and today she's on here to tell us a little bit about something that she too has struggled with we all know that Everybody has a story. She is here to share hers with us. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on No Longer Silent and being in this space with me. Before we get into it, tell us a little bit about how you got into the church because I know that you were not born and raised in this church. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the church and just a
1: little bit about yourself before we get into everything. All right. Thank you, Navita, for that introduction. And again, my name is Nicole Bahari. I have been in the faith for quite a while. And uh, um, I would say that it has been a journey. The process has not always been smooth, but by the grace of God, I am where I am. And I'm in the mindset that I'm currently in. And prior to coming into Mount Zion, I was attending a different Seventh Day Church of God. Matter of fact, I've been to several. I think our we have been like a, a rolling stone when it comes <laughs> to church churches. We've been all over the place. So most of the Church of God. If someone say I'm from here, I'm. I'm I'm probably, probably going to say, oh, I've been there before. And so um, I was introduced to Mount Zion from YouTube. So this is prior to us uh, start streaming. Now, oh, this was back in 2014, early 2014. Wow. I was introduced to Mount Zion. And that's how I saw, I saw videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I, one day, I think originally it was my sister. And she called me and showed me that, hey, here's a church. And it seems like, you know, They practiced the things that we knew growing up in our younger days. And so I said, okay. And that following Sabbath, we drove out to West Palm Beach. It was a far journey. (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. the furthest I've ever driven. We went there and that's how I got um, into Mount Zion. And from there I stayed. I stayed. I'm still here. I became a member. Kind of how I got to where I'm at work relates to Mount Zion but prior to I was not raised in Mount Zion I've been in several other church of God but I have arrived here and I believe I can call where I'm currently at home and so I look to continue to serve God in righteousness moving forward.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Um, So to all of those all of our YouTube listeners out there Um, Here is a testimony of somebody who heard of us even before we started streaming, before there was a pandemic, and she's here calling the church her home, and we are happy for that. Um, We are grateful that you found us, and you are now a part of our family. So today, um, you came on here to share something that you went through um, as a young woman in the faith. Tell us about your story and tell us of how God was able to bring you out of that space. Okay.
1: So um, for this particular topic, it's on the topic of um, pornography and uh, um, pornography, adult movies, however it may be named. And I'm just going to give a little background prior to how this became an issue for me. And growing up as a young Christian, it's always it's all there are always difficult things that we face and difficult things that we are afraid to talk about. Mm-hmm. And when we when we hear the term pornography, you know this particular topic is very sensitive. It's very uncomfortable to address. Matter right. of fact, among any young Christian, yes. addressing sex is really a hard topic. They oh, become yeah. so you know kind of just moving off into a shell and however they may feel. And so it's, it's a very difficult topic. And so I, I hope that this can really help someone who may be struggling with this um, issue, struggling with this um, demon, I would say, because I do call it a demon. So mm-hmm. prior to me getting um, access to um, this type of, of streaming, I remember as a young girl, I was living in Spanish town at the time and living with my parents, my grandmother, and it's a big family of us. We live in a big family yard. And I remember my first time even seeing anything so outlandish and so graphic was when I was about, I was about seven or eight Mm -hmm. and my grandmother used to send me over to my uncle to give him something several times. And when I go over to his house to give him whatever she sends me with, and you would think as a grown man, a child coming to you, you would stop what you're doing. And especially if you know they are coming, you would stop what you're doing and turn it off and, you know, even meet them at the door.
0: Yeah. But
1: instead, I every time I go, every time she sends me there, that's what he's he will be watching and so and especially if I'm there for an extended extended period of time it still is on and he doesn't it doesn't budge he doesn't budge it doesn't phase him and so that exposure started with my late uncle that's how I I first seen anything like that Mm
0: -hmm. and as
1: a young child you're like and, and let me tell you the honest truth it doesn't matter how young kids are they experience these feelings, Mm -hmm. right? So even before puberty, they know that their body is feeling something. And so at that time, that's where the exposure kind of came about from my late uncle. And growing up as a child, I was very involved kind of athletically and with my, my siblings and my cousins and we were involved. And so for a while that really didn't, Bother me like I, I saw that and I'm like oh my god but I, I didn't I wasn't inclined to do anything or to oh, go adventure on that on my own mm-hmm. which mind you separately when I when I got to a certain age of course I became curious and so on and so even in my younger time things um things weren't as as pure I would say as I would expect and expect them to be no my struggle from that when I was in high school, um, my first exposure or our first exposure when I'm no, like at a, at a sensible age, I believe was in, was in high school. And we go through changes. And at that time, I could not control the changes that I was going through as a teenager yeah. in my body. And so that's why I'm, I know what these young people are going through because it's natural it's natural to feel sexually inclined. It's, nat- it it's natural to yearn towards someone. These are nat- natural feelings. And so I, at the time, I was afraid and ashamed to talk about it, to even mention to anyone that I'm feeling this type of way. And so um, to address that, that's where pornography came back in the picture. And I tell you the honest truth, I don't know when, I just, I don't know how it, it started. It just just came, came about, just popped back up. And Mm -hmm. I, 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 for a while, I would be so disgusted with myself because even though I was a child, I'm, I'm still aware that this isn't right. You know, this isn't what I should see. This is adult. And even though it's it's, it's labeled adult movies or adult videos, these are still immoral. You know, yeah. these are still profane for even adults to see. Mm-hmm. And so um, because of that, not being able to control the changes that are going on, I ended up into that space where I um, was exposed to those things or I was doing those things. And I when I look at it, Navita, mm-hmm. now in our time, these access to these content is so accessible.
0: Oh, yeah. And I know
1: that these, this is something that a, a lot of young people face. You'll be alarmed how prominent it is among even Christian young yeah. people. And I think one of the main thing is that, you see, because we are sheltered, for lack of a better word, and we are, you know, called to live a certain lifestyle now as an as a, um, alternative to the feeling, we ended up um, falling into this state where we are using pornography as a way to to release ourselves. For me at that time, that became a struggle, that became an issue. And I would constantly pray and say, and talk to God and say, God, I'm, I'm undergoing this and I know this isn't right. And every time I, I feel sexually inclined, my, my, my mind just, just go into this space where I feel like, this is the, the right um, way to address it. Right. And so I wouldn't talk to anyone. I wouldn't tell anybody what's going on. That would just be the escape route. Mm-hmm. And my view, this is, this is high school. So I was exposed to a lot of things. And in my high school, I had, um, uh, I had a lot of things going on. I had students, their um, friends who they were exposed to fellatio and this is something that they practice. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that is oral sex mm-hmm. that they would engage in on campus. And so going through this and your peers telling you what they're doing and so on and so forth. And you're like, okay, okay. And you know, you can't do anything because you're you're a Christian. You're a, you're supposed to be different, right? And so different things that um that came in the picture also made it even worse. And so going from there, I I still pray about it. And when I got to about eleventh grade, that's when it really got to a stop. Where I said, "God, I, I, this is this isn't me. This isn't right. I know that you made me to feel this way. I know that these changes are natural, but to to address it in this manner is is not right. Because, and this is why I know that you know our conscience is real. Because even after um, viewing such things." You feel bad afterward. You're like, oh, my God, you know. And so imagine a young child who has no guidance and they're, they're, they just become addicted to this thing and they're no longer thinking straight. And yeah. so that addiction can cause them to, to suffer many other things. And, you know, while I, during the 11th grade year, when I said, God, I'm putting a stop to this, this isn't this isn't what you require of me. This isn't mm-hmm. what you want me to be doing, you know? And so I prayed and I asked God about it. And I think that's the point in my Christian life where I become more serious about God. And when I saw where God was literally, I'm telling you the honest truth, literally helping me where I would even fast more in, in school when I'm at school fast more, because I wanted to get rid of this. I wanted not to address my, 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 my feelings in that manner. And I would not talk to anyone. I would not say anything, but I would result to, to, to this. And so I talked to God about it and, you know, praying through the process and whatever. And I just told myself that, listen, as a woman, this, this, this isn't right. Not that it is right for a male, but you know, it's, it's not right. right. And so from there, you know, it kind of, I kind of just, you know, just made up my mind and it, trust me, it was a hard thing because the feeling didn't change. Mm-hmm. The feelings will not go away. And I want to say this, like one of the reasons why I was a little uncomfortable in addressing this. I know that this may not be the voice that you would expect to hear in addressing um, this issue. And the problem is that, you know, the things that we go through, we are ashamed to talk about them because yes. we are afraid. This This was something for me, afraid of how people would look at you afterwards. Yes. Oh, yes. And this is something really big why a lot of people don't open up. And for me, this is something that I've faced where I said, you know what, I'm not talking about this. And honestly, right now is the first time I've been so publicly open about this um, issue that I've I've, I've had. Mm-hmm. And I I got to the place where I said to myself, listen. This is something that you've experienced. This is something that you, it's in the past. You can't get rid of it. You know, you just have to move on from it. And so we've all had blunders. We've all had falls. We've all had errors. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that we have to own them and move on and strengthen somebody else from what we've experienced. And so, you know, I want to use this opportunity to say that whatever we've done, Use them as stepping stones to get over future hurdles, right? Future things that we will face. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessing God. You know why? Because from that, God didn't allow me to become promiscuous. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, there is a lot of uh, promiscuity in the body of Christ as a result of pornography, as a result of these things, of this. So many things is birthed out of this. And um, that was just um, my experience and you know, my curiosity and my changes that led me to be so um, vulnerable and open to, I would say the adversaries' tool. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was my experience. And like I said, it wasn't hard to break that, especially when you know you feel like that is helping you address your feelings. So. Yeah, that's, that was my experience. And so every teenager that I talk to, and sometimes I can know when they are facing that issue, they -hmm. may not say it, but previously, because I know how, you know, the reactions would be, I can tell. And so to the young, I want to first tell you that any feeling that you have inside of you, any sexual feeling that is designed by God, you are designed to have sexual feelings, don't be embarrassed, don't feel like you're odd, don't feel like, whoa, what is this going on? You're designed to. Now, the problem now is how do we address these things? How do we uh, give help to young people who don't know what to do? And even with this, we have the problem of, of masturbation. We have the problem, yeah. different things, like I said, different things that, yeah. that come out of this one thing. And so it's not just a one thing you just look in and whatever, but there's so many things that come out of it. And so when when the body becomes um, concupiscence or mm-hmm. lustful, the desires is, is, is not to look into that direction for an alternative. That's not an alternative. Pornogra- Pornography is not an alternative. You know, it's immoral. It's it's wrong. And it's just as preaching against fornication. If yeah. you should not eat with a fornicator, you should not be looking at two people fornicating. That's just the truth. You know, you should not be looking at these things. So I remember this particular scripture in Psalms 101, verse 3, where mm-hmm. David says that, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. Yes. And that's, that's just what, that's just... That's a wicked thing. And let me tell you, from that, um, Navita, I struggled um, so much. And the reason why I called it a demon earlier on, because from that, I have taken on sexual demons. And sometimes the fight is so great that I can physically, when I'm laying down in my bed, sometimes sleeping, physically feel these demons just near me, caressing my body. And I'm like, God, God, I, I, you've delivered me from, you know, actually viewing these things. Mm-hmm. And here it is. No, as a result, I have taken on these things that are no bringing a greater struggle for me. And so I'm saying that make it up in your mind to stop it because there's a lot of things that can come out of it. And I, 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 I am fighting this fight and I know that You know, I'm not going to blame, just going to say, you know, I was exposed at an early age, but the ultimate decision too relies on you. What are you going to do? You know? And sometimes I feel so, so, so sorrowful regarding our young because some of us, some, some of us don't know what to do. And I'm older now. I'm more mature. Now the person then is not the same person speaking to you right now. Uh And so with maturity, we, 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 we get um, better at handling our emotions. And so, you know, it is a fight. It is a struggle. And for me, I thought, you know, like I said to you, I thought it wasn't a story. You know, I just thought it was an experience, but it is a story. This is something that a lot of people are facing. We have to give young people um, alternatives and right way to handle it. I don't know. I know sometimes, you know, I've heard it, you know, when you feel these feelings to take a shower and to Whatever, whatever it is, maybe. I've never tried those. So I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if it works, to be honest with you. I don't know if it works. But if we can, if we can provide good support where we're real, we're genuine. We're we're letting them know that these struggles are real. You know, viewing pornography, it's real. And you're not the only one who's going through it. You're not the only one who have gone through it. Right. Mm. And so this is something that we have to empower people to know that this is this is like a drug. It it's is. like a drug. Once you, once you, really you, you get into it, it becomes so addictive and it, it, gets hard to, it gets harder to stop. And so I want to encourage our, especially our young people mm-hmm. that know that this, this isn't the way that you want to go. This isn't what God has for you. It's, he says that our body is a temple, his temple, mm-hmm. where he should dwell. You know, and more so if the spirit of God is dwelling in you, yes, right. That's combating what is acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so, I want to encourage us, empower us that take it from someone who have experienced this. And I was ashamed to talk about it because it's it's not something desirable. It's not something that it's something that put a stains on a stain on your character. Yes. But I I want to say to us that. You know, what you've gone through doesn't define who you are. Your past does not define who you are. And many have fallen into this track. Many have failed. It's just that some of us, we don't acknowledge it. Many have failed before, you know, it's time for, for them to do it the right way or to do the right thing. And so we have to address these things and let it be known that, you know, it's a struggle, it's a
0: fight, but we can overcome them. Nicole. I know that this is an audio platform and I shouldn't be lost for words, but I find myself being lost for words. I want to commend you for your strength. I know that that took a great amount of strength to come on here and share that because I've been in the church all my life and I've never heard anybody speak openly about pornography. But I know of so many of our young people who struggle with that. And as you said, it leads to masturbation. And I'm not saying that this is a conversation for all the audiences in the church, but I do believe that this is something that we need to have the uncomfortable conversations about because this is what our young people are going through. And I want to really thank you for the bravery that it took to come on here and share your experience and your story about how you struggled and how God um, was able to help you and is still helping you because I feel like these issues are not something that it's not like a physical disease that you get healed from. It's something that you have to consistently talk to God about and see God about and um, be prayerful about because relapse relapse is something that you can fall yes. at any time, you yes. know. And I personally know of people in the church who have struggled with this and are they're not willing to come out and talk about it because yes, you feel guilty, you feel nasty, you know. But I am grateful that you came on here and you spoke about it because I know that this is going to help somebody. I know that this is going to reach somebody. And, um, you know, while you were talking and while I was listening to you, you spoke about how prayer and just having that relationship with God really helped you to and pulled you out of um, some dark places sometimes. And I found this little poem, I always read a little poem, um, I think, at the end as I try to close out the podcast and it says it's titled a woman in prayer and it says when a woman seeks God she lays her soul bare like a tree in autumn is a woman in prayer through Jesus she makes her supplication to him the father of all creation to him who divided darkness and light to him who gave sparrow flight attentively he listens God knows she's sincere, and if she cannot speak, he interprets her tear. When a woman seeks God, there's a trembling of the earth, hope and healing, a miracle at birth. She breathes into a soul that which it lacks, then praises him for his mighty acts. When a woman seeks God, she transforms the air. More precious than a ruby is a woman in purr. And I believe that that is you because you really seek God and you're still seeking God about this. And I want to encourage you to continue to seek God because he has the power. It says that he divided um, day from day from night, you know, and while you were speaking, one of the scriptures that came to my mind is that is that scripture that says where the spirit of God is then there is liberty, there is freedom. And I believe that we are supposed to be free when we have the spirit of God living within us. But we have to fight for that freedom. It doesn't just fall from the sky. We have to fight for it. So my friend, my sister in Christ, continue to fight the good fight. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It was a pleasure having you on No Longer Silent about such a sensitive topic. Um, To all of our listeners out there, thank you for your continued support. Thank you for for sharing, for telling a friend, for sometimes even reaching out to me and, you know, telling me of how the story inspired you. And I hope that whomever is out there struggling with, with this demon, as she calls it, you know that there is hope and that you can overcome, just like Nicole did. Thank you for joining me. Until next time, this is Navita Milton Riley saying, God bless you.